0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I'm one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I'm your other host, Abraham
1: Lincoln, formerly 16th President of the United States, and now comedy writer living here in Chicago. Uh,
0: this is a political podcast featuring the perspectives of uh, myself, a uh, modern millennial, and those of Abe, uh, one of our great presidents, and one of our up-and-coming comedy writers. Uh, Abe, how's your week? Busy week, as
1: you know. We had a lot of great guests on the Huckabee Hour and lots of great bits this week, and a lot going on in the news that we needed to kind of distract people from and also make people angry over. So it was really um, productive. And oh, I see, Timothy's. you're pulling up uh, who we had on yeah. the show this week.
0: That's right. You had Governor Christy Nome of, uh, I believe, what is it, South Dakota? Uh, you had Thor Ramsey. Mary Grace Beasley, Frederick De Silva, and Lee Bryce. Lee Bryce singing his hit "Hard to Love." Uh,
1: Mary, uh, Mary uh, Grace be- Beasley. She was a a be- a breath of fresh air. hmm And uh, um, Frederick Silver, he was a really great Silva. De Silva. Yes, and Bruce Lee was terrific. I thought he
0: absolutely just wowed. The the crowd. Lee Bryce. So, um, Abe, I know that lately we've been trying to get a little bit away from talking entire episodes about you writing comedy for um, former Governor Mike Huckabee and his uh, Trinity Broadcasting show.
1: Well, that's only because of two reasons. One is that we both applied, and I think there's still some sour grapes about how you ended up in the application process and how you know i ended up in the application process and i've done my best to kind of throw the ladder back down huh. Um, and then you've now refused the ladder but yet it seems like it's still so a little tense and secondly i'm also because of my contract legally prohibited from doing political comedy in any other space not that the show's a political show it's actually a break from politics because uh, there's so many politics yeah i
0: don't there. i don't i just i don't think it's a break from politics cuz like i'm just gonna look at a couple of titles of clips here one says democrats incite violence and twitter suspends journalism and then another one says democrats don't care about trump they're after you so just like when you keep saying it's not about politics i just you know i don't know if i can buy that well oh, i'm just kind of repeating what mike what will Hawk say says yeah, yeah right um and yeah i really haven't felt as jealous of you in this position since i found out that um you guys are paid the minimum wage that kind of took the wind out of the sails a bit yeah i have to say apparently uh that was um
1: obviously news to me last week and i kind of just you know started to float it with a couple of my co-writers and it seems like they had no expectations of being paid any more than that either so wow yeah we were talking about it on one of our 15 minute breaks I had a break with one of the Normally Huck tries to make sure our breaks don't Overlap at all like he wants us all taking breaks Different times But uh, I happen to have like Six minutes of my break Overlap with the last six minutes of somebody else's So.
0: And you got to talk to one of your Co-workers
1: Yeah just a little bit Yeah. I mean not about like the comedy that we are Preparing for a Massive audience Yeah
0: so, yeah, all that being said, I did want to talk to you about a um, kind of a segment you guys did this past week because it really uh, stuck out to me because it, it feels like symptomatic of what's going on with the culture war right now. Absolutely. I bet I know exactly which segment you're going to talk about.
1: It's the segment called Not Even a Blindfold Could Stop Frederick Silver, the mentalist, from uh, seeing what's going on.
0: Th- that wasn't actually the one. I bet I bet uh Mr. Frederick de Silva was great. I you know, mentalist. That's that's some classic. Yeah, cuz our guest
1: Frederick de Silva was a mentalist.
0: Yeah. Uh no, I wanted to talk about how the left stole reading a Dr. Seuss parody. Uh um, Wait. Really? Uh yeah. Why do you why do you uh why do you ask? Well, Timothy
1: I I shouldn't have said what I said earlier about you having sour grapes because time and time again, you continue to prove yourself to be a man of outstanding moral fiber and an upstanding friend. I have to say that you've really come through here. I really appreciate you having my back and showcasing the first segment that I finally got on the show. And I really appreciate you
0: contributed to this one. Well, yeah, I pitched this idea. Oh, because I think during the clip he says that it's written by one of your other colleague staff writers. If you like produced it or directed it or something, then so, uh, I okay, so here's the here's the th- sure. So, obviously,
1: comedy is a collaborative art form, right, and right. that's something that you know very well through your times in improv. Yeah, even when you were doing improvised one man Indiana Jones, you're still collaborating with the audience who was usually me because you had to have somebody there so the show wouldn't get canceled. Yeah, and it's never just one person coming up with something. So we're in the writer's room, and the Huck uh, had just finished eating one of our sandwiches. And he was looking for another sandwich, and he was asking, is there, uh, you know, um, anyone have any ideas? He's going around the room, and he's eating people's food. Just kind of eating
0: your sandwiches, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he came up to me, and I was saying, like, you know, as he's going down a whole sleeve of the double-stuffed Lady Gaga Oreos, he... Uh, you know, it kind of saying some things under his breath about it. Yeah. He, he he was then uh he he uh he asked me if I had anything, and I said, well, you know, what? I, I was just looking at the news, and I don't know if you have you seen this, have you heard about this? Um, it seems like uh everyone's losing their mind over this Dr. Seuss thing. And he said, what Dr. Seuss thing? And I told him, well, the Dr. Seuss Foundation has decided to stop publishing six of its books because it uh-huh. felt like those books were just a little outdated and a little. Tacky, offensive, and now everyone's freaking out and saying that all of Dr. Seuss is getting cancelled when really it's just that they decided themselves to stop publishing six of their books. So everyone's kind of blowing it out of proportion. So I was like, we should talk about how people are really kind of, you know, not seeing this issue for what it is and, and losing their mind and trying to start another culture war, whether is it actually, you know, need for it. And I think this would go really pretty well on the show.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: so anyway that's where the idea started because because let then... me tell you i agree with that interpretation
0: that sounds great
1: oh well thanks timothy yes yeah, yeah. wow you've really had you've really been backing me up this whole podcast i really appreciate that timothy um well you know obviously you know comedy's collaborative and so when other people get their voices in there and we have to kind of streamline this to the overall voice of the show it's going uh-huh. to change a little bit from where it was so
0: sure so um if, if you don't mind, I thought we could just, like, kind of play the clip and you and I could kind of talk through it and you could kind of give me, like, a window into the process and I could kind of like talk about my reaction to it uh, as well. Does that
1: work for you? That's excellent, Timothy. I am so pleased you're going to play this. Honestly, I just wish that the listeners at home could watch it because there's so much going on visually in this clip that it's kind of not doing it justice just to see, just to hear it because um, the Huck is really selling the performance. He's got a book that we uh, made um, to make look like a Dr. Seuss book and he's reading from that book. And if you could just see him read, I think it would really gain a lot, um, you, you know, uh, uh, comedy-wise. Yeah. So just kind of control for that, listeners, that, you know, that you're not seeing uh, Governor Mike Huckabee on stage reading from a book when you hear yeah. this, because so, that actually yeah. adds a lot of comedy, and it's a really engaging stage presence. He's a terrific, just terrific performer. Very, very so, um, Yeah,
0: just picture an old man reading in a largely empty studio. Okay, so uh, here we go. Uh, we're going to play How the Left Stole Reading, a Dr. Seuss parody <sighs> with uh, former Governor Mike Huckabee. Here we go.
2: Well, Keith, you know I had planned to honor the birthday of the late, great Dr. Seuss by reading one of his books tonight Yeah But he got canceled oh. on his birthday There's not a
0: Seuss book to be found anywhere I just want to pause it right there um, So kind of as you talked about he he didn't get canceled so much as the publishers stopped publishing the books and um, you can still buy Dr. Seuss books I have, a, I have an Amazon page here
1: Yeah, so actually, that was my point. In my original draft, I said there's not a Seuss book to be found anywhere. I was actually saying that in context of That's because everyone's buying up all the Seuss books out of demand. And now now people are going crazy that there's not a Seuss book to be found anywhere. So that's actually my original setup right there.
0: It kind of seems like he's saying, like, the government got rid of all the Seuss books or something, though.
1: Oh, like, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, we'll keep going.
2: So instead, I'd like to read another story I think you're gonna like this one uh Keith this is pretty cool it's how the left stole reading that's the name of the story yeah. and uh, it looks so much like a Dr. Seuss book but the picture on the front it's scary I don't know if you can see it but it's a caricature of Adam
0: Schiff <laughs> oh no it's a nice laugh there about Adam Schiff um I don't know how much like directorial power you have on the show but this is a small thing um he lifts the book first so we just we see the like premise how the left stole reading and then he gives it a uh, he's got a couple more seconds and then he says this book how the left stole reading if you're ever like giving him notes on this stuff the the book has to come up so we see it while he's saying the words how the left stole reading so it's like it's a it's a punch like kind of at the same time it's simultaneous does that make sense
1: yeah here's the thing about huck is he's such a Dynamic performer He doesn't right. need to come to rehearsals And he doesn't want to practice anything So there's not really time for notes He does give us notes all the time
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: Like hey bring more oatmeal cream pies Or hey uh, who finished the whole milk That's not okay But I think that what's great about His, his stage performance Just to narrow to the audience right here uh-huh. Is that um, he's balancing the book on his gut And so he, though he may have As you say pooched the joke yep. I mean his pooch did now Support the joke Also, that picture of Adam Schiff that was drawn there, that was drawn at the last second, it was supposed to be Joe Biden, but we kind of thought it didn't look as much like Joe Biden, so we just said Adam Schiff.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, But just in terms of research, like Adam Schiff had no involvement in the Dr. Seuss decision, right? Like this is just you guys kind of picking someone?
1: I actually didn't have much to do with that, and I wasn't uh, asked to research this.
0: Okay. Uh, let's, Let's just keep going.
2: Story was actually written by Laura Ainsworth, who is one of our staff writers for the show, and she has done a beautiful job. So,
0: okay, so there you go. You know Laura; you work with her on a regular basis.
1: Oh yeah, that's who uh, Huck calls the woman.
0: I'm, I was honestly a little surprised. I was like, okay, wow, Huckabee has a female staff writer. That's uh, okay
2: how the left stole reading by laura ainsworth you have our bulletin i bet you do i bet yeah. i do can't wait
0: that was an improv <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the moments where the sidekick kind of needs to stay out of the way you know every
2: kid down in kidville
0: like reading a lot but the left
2: who controlled education did not
0: i just want to say education is controlled at the state level and local level but okay
1: Well, my point actually in my original draft was saying that the reason the left controls so much of education is because conservatives have retreated from that arena. And if they actually started to care about these issues and get more involved rather than just try to backdoor policies that prevent people from understanding evolution or what a cell is or that slavery started in the United States before there was the United States and stop fighting these cultural war battles and actually start doing the hard work, then we wouldn't have to have these stupid little – blow-ups every now and then. Abe, but this
0: is good stuff. You gotta get your voice out there more in the writer's room. I, I think I'm doing it. Well, let's keep playing. Okay.
2: One reason to read the wrong book means you're guilty of treason. They also just hated the folks on the right. They said we're oppressors, at least if we're white. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that their brains were two sizes too small
0: huck loved that bit he saw a big smile on his face
1: i think that the original light ring was supposed to be perhaps the biggest reason of all was Mm -hmm. simply just that their brains were two sizes too small but he doesn't uh you know he's such a dynamic performer such a
0: dynamic performer yeah
1: he doesn't need to stick to the original meter or measure He just does what he wants. And that's why when he says treason and white to these big punchlines, they get zero laughs because he's setting up this ultimate punchline here where he's going to break the expectations that you might have of the rhythm. Masterful stuff, Mike Huckabee.
0: Let's see some more.
2: Whatever the reason, their brains or their hate, they canceled the books that they deemed out of date. They stared at the kids from their ivory tower while focusing all of their brainwashing power. We can't th- let them read Dr. Seuss, they exclaim.
0: I just want to point something out to the uh, someone listening at home. There are no, like, parody illustrations to accompany uh, what, we're, what we're hearing. It's just Mike Huckabee reading this whole thing in a big, big suit uh, in an empty stage. Abe, hey, was there any talk of like, hey, someone, can we uh, hire somebody to do some Dr. Seuss-type, you know, drawings? that's an excellent idea timothy i didn't even think of pitching it because one
1: of the rules on the show is that uh, mike needs to be on camera as much as possible and that's something he likes so okay. there's never really any talk of like having any voiceovers
0: that right. even he's doing or cuts to any other yeah. clips it's just got to be the huckabee hour even when the sidekick keith talks it barely brings the camera over to him it's usually right back to huck
1: yeah yeah i, I don't know what's going on between those two and uh you know Hollywood drama. All right, here we go.
2: We have to start erasing his name. We'll target six books with some troublesome art while keeping in mind, that's only the start. Kids love Dr. Seuss, said the folks on the right. They knew they were facing a censorship fight. Why, he taught children how to be loving and kind and how they could grow up to be colorblind colorblind screamed the left their eyes practically bleeding we must find a waiting
0: i don't i don't remember anyone on the left uh saying anything like that i also just want to say one thing one thing that's missing i don't know if this was a, a laura uh, thing um dr seuss is, has like fantastical language that i feel like we're not hearing like the what's it and the who's a it's kind of just a normal, like, A, B, C, B rhyme scheme. And that's, like, that's fine. But I feel like we're it's not quite Dr. Seuss. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is. I haven't
1: read as much of Dr. Seuss as you have. It's not yeah. my era. But I read a little bit of it. He does have a very nice rhythm mm-hmm. that uh, Laura decided to change. I think that she knows what is going to be in Mike's wheelhouse and yeah. what's not. And I think she wanted to make him feel confident, I mean, obviously, he's going to feel comedy. He's Mike Huckabee. He's Mike Huckabee. Yeah, right. But he didn't want to... She didn't want to... He didn't want to say all those silly words. Yeah. Didn't want to take a chance of tripping him up or, you know, breaking rule number two.
0: Yeah. Sorry, what's rule number two?
1: Oh, I thought you knew rule number two. Rule number one is the camera has to be on Mike Huckabee Huckabee as much as possible. Rule number two is Mike's got to look cool. (laughs) And Mike can't look silly.
0: And that's what we're seeing uh, as we watch this.
1: If he says a bunch of Dr. Seuss stuff, he's going to look silly. Oh, like, yeah. a...
0: like you and I have talked about uh, before, winning the sketch. He's got to win. He's got to win the sketch. Yeah. He
1: can't win if he trips over, like, a rhyme scheme that's right. not ABCD.
0: Let's see a little bit more of uh, Mike winning here.
2: Children from reading to think. The unwokeness their minds could retain. Why, they're reading the Bible. They're reading Mark Twain. And old Dr. Seuss, he's the worst of the lot. If kids want to read him, we'll say they must not. We'll say he's a bigot and lacks credibility. And then give all the children that book, White Fragility.
0: I mean, none of this happened, Abe. None of this was being considered by anyone it was just a company deciding not to publish six books
1: you know laura is really setting up these jokes earlier when she says that's just the start so perhaps you should have just listened better because (laughs) the woman knows
0: okay I, can I just say one other thing? Mike's, Mike's got to get some trimmer suits, some like a nice a, a thinner cut of a suit. It just looks like a big blue tent that he's wearing. And for a big guy, like big guys can look good in a nice, you know, uh, Believe suit. Believe me. A little closer to the body.
1: As someone who once weighed 396 pounds, that's as good as it's going to look, Timothy. He's got a fit right there. Besides, the whole point of this show is to get people fired up, to make sure that they are ready to f- fight. And take action and preserve the america that they love so much and make sure it doesn't change at all so why how would
0: he's not going to do these
1: skinny suits or whatever no i'm saying but how would be
0: being accurate or not exaggerating accomplish those goals fair um okay we got about a minute left i think we can power through here well the kids in kidville
2: would all cry boo-hoo
0: when they found out what the
2: leftists decided to do. The fun books were gone and they felt really sad. The white kids were taught they deserved to feel bad, but parents arose, they had had quite enough. They fought for their kids and it got pretty rough. They went to the school board and all had their say and their courage and their hearts grew three sizes that day. They brought back the books that the left had rejected and they made sure that freedom of speech was protected
0: the idea being here that Republican parents go to the school boards to get this company to keep printing Dr. Seuss is that like a call to action
1: yeah well that's r- rule number three of writing comedy for Mike Huckabee show <laughs> it's called the rule of three yeah what's the third rule well, it's called the third rule of the rule of three is that every sketch has got to have at least one call to action. Okay. Otherwise, it's not really comedy.
0: It's not really comedy. Yeah. Just a just a long lack of laughter here. Is it because you're like, sorry, you know, it seems like you were going to say something there.
1: And That's honestly all these COVID restrictions. Otherwise, we'd have a packed house <laughs> and we'd have people right up on there. And then Mike's could pick up all the laughter because it yeah. just feels like it's an ocean of
0: ha ha ha's and chuckles and people just really spreading joy. Cause right now it sounds just kind of like a sleepy audience of elderly people and a a lack of jokes, but it it sounds like you're saying that's not what it was. It was, but it's not that it's also not that. Okay, sure. Uh,
1: let's just finish this up here. The books were all safe and were put to good use
2: and we ourselves honor the ones by dr seuss now if you're seeing this i know you've enjoyed that video i mean how could you not after all
0: okay so there you go there's huck uh you know asking you to subscribe and stuff like that uh well buddy congrats for getting something on the air um i'm sorry it didn't turn out quite the way you wanted it to though
1: Hey, you live and you learn. You get better and better, and you figure out what the show needs and and how you can uh, write to that voice. So I appreciate the spotlight. This is like a little bit of a comedy quarter this week, huh?
0: It really was, yeah. And you know, even though it uh, didn't quite uh, didn't turn out quite the way you wanted, I'm I'm proud of you, buddy. That's uh that's great. Some people go whole seasons without getting something on. So, well,
1: I'm I'm really excited that I was able to do this and able to give the listeners a peek behind the curtain.
0: Um, we're already at 23 almost, but, uh, the only thing other, others, the only other thing I was going to ask you about was, uh, my man, the time has come. We're going to get this Snyder cut on Thursday. Are you excited? Um, any predictions? Um, did you see the version that accidentally went out, uh, when people clicked on the Tom and Jerry movie? Absolutely not. I
1: haven't seen it. Um, I, you know, um, we don't have. I was at work, and we don't have HBO at work. Yeah, um, you know, just because we work for the Trinity Broadcasting Corporation, so we have like uh, Sky Angel. We have all of the like Christian um, sure, yeah. Channels. So yeah, I don't know. I I um, yeah. I hope I'm able to watch it. I'd be really. I mean, yeah. I, I'm gonna be able. I'd be really disappointed if work kept me from watching it. I'll say that. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, well, you know, if you're down for it, I would love to do a review episode, maybe in a week or two, because um, you know this is, this is huge in terms of you and your interests. So, huge it's huge for a. It's right in your wheelhouse. Have you seen all ten of the DC animated movie series? No, I've seen a few of them though. I just watched that Apocalypse War one, and it was really an awful experience, just in terms of like how bloody it was and how violent. Yeah, they get kind of bloody like that. So have you seen Son of Batman? Is that the one about Damien?
1: Well, there's multiple ones about Damien. Son of Batman okay. is the one that introduces Damien, Timothy.
0: Uh, I think I might have seen the first 30 minutes. I don't know if I fish- finished it, though.
1: Oh, you missed out. Well, it's... anyway, <laughs> okay. the movies talk about the Flashpoint Paradox and the origin of the Justice League. Yeah. And I think those are going to be like some pretty serious source material for the snyder cut so i'd be interested to see
0: uh if that's correct or not yeah um folks that's going to do it for us if you have any questions for us on um how the left stole reading or any of the backstage drama uh or how the sausage is made at the huckabee show emails at 15 minutes with lincoln at gmail.com that's numerical one five minutes with lincoln at gmail.com uh and as always rate review and subscribe to the podcast um abe any last thoughts
1: Hashtag Huckabee on TBN.
0: We'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln.